So Claire, increasingly, secondary characters are just stealing the show in these books. Completely agree, because Jude and Reese forever. Forever. Team Jude and Reese. Absolutely. Hello and welcome to One More Chapter, a new podcast where we'll talk about books that moved us for better or worse. I'm Clara. And I'm Claire. And we're your hosts. Thank you so much for being here. We're super excited to announce that we have recently launched our Patreon. So if you're interested in supporting the show, you can find us there at One More Chapter Pod. We fully realize that times are hard, so no pressure whatsoever. But you can also follow us at One More Chapter Pod on Instagram, and we can connect that way. Yes, we're doing so many little sneak peeks there. Exactly. Including of this weekend, where we're just drinking coffee every hour of every day while we talk about books. So if you want to see us be unhinged in several different media, we can find us. Um, <laughs> So today we're discussing The Vanishing Half by Britt Bennett, a book that Claire and I both read when it came out a couple years ago in 2020, and a lot of you requested yes. that we talk about it again, and we both reread it, and we have a variety of thoughts. We do. We have a lot of thoughts. Uh-huh. So Clara, can you do the online book summary? Yeah. So, okay, this is from the publisher's website, and it says, from the New York Times bestselling author of The Mothers, a stunning new novel about twin sisters, mm-hmm. inseparable as children who ultimately choose to live in two very different worlds, one black and one white. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. What do you think about that after so, reading it? Okay. So I'm not sure. It's fine. Mm-hmm. I just feel like this book does a lot. Mm-hmm. And it might be kind of hard to summarize it so in such two in two sentences. This is yeah. not a two-sentence summary kind of book. It's um, not. In a way, I almost wish that it was more like the the summary, but it does way more. It does. And I feel like related to this, like we both recently read Passing by Nella Larson kind of to prepare for this one. And it's the summary almost fits Passing more than The Vanishing Half. You're right. The summary actually really does. It's this is pretty much what I would say, minus the twin sisters. Minus the twin sisters. About passing, for yeah. sure. Yeah. So how did we come into this book, Clara? How'd you come into it? Um. So it came out in June 2020. Mm-hmm. Um. And I feel like everyone was reading it. It became such a moment, such a moment in the zeitgeist, because it was yeah. also during the George Floyd protests, mm-hmm. and it was a very contentious time, obviously. And this like came out exactly at around that time. It did, yep. And it was very providential timing I feel for this book to come out and everyone was reading it and I was like well obviously I have to read it too yeah definitely so for me um you know it was similar but my one of my very favorite American history stories Mm -hmm. is about passing it's the story of Ellen and William Craft I won't go into it because it's kind of long but it's the most exciting history story Maybe ever. So I kind of became obsessed with stories of passing. Mm-hmm. And so in addition, you know, to seeing people talk about it and talking about, you know, how it's a good kind of commentary on race relations, yeah. colorism, I just wanted to read it because I really like those passing kinds of stories. Yeah. So I immediately added to my cart. And I also liked the author. So yeah, she's great. So yeah. we've both read her other her debut novel, The Mothers. Yes. Yeah. I really like The Mothers. I really like The Mothers, too. Yeah. I was a fan of The Mothers. Only thing I wish, I wish she had made it darker. Yeah. 
I could see that. I do. I wish he had like really gone there at the end, but I still loved it. I loved it. And like some people say that the vanishing half is more polished than the mm. mother's. Okay. Like she cleaned mm-hmm. up her narrative maybe or her storytelling. I don't know if I found that to be the case. It was more messy, but in the sense that the characters were messier, not right. that the storytelling itself was messier. I kind of agree with that. Yeah. I thought that the mother's was messy because the characters were messy, exactly. not because of the writing was I agree. messy. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. So if you haven't read The Mothers and you yes. enjoyed The Vanishing Half, definitely read it. Definitely read The Mothers. It's, it's so really good. good. It's a yeah. good commentary. It's so good. Yeah. And then the other thing I like about the author is that actually the first time I ever saw her, she had a Jezebel article mm-hmm. in 2014. It's, and it's called, I Don't Know What to Do with Good White People. And it was really ahead of its time in terms yeah. of calling out kind of conditional and performative allyship and I was like whoa like this this girl's kind of the goat so when I saw the mothers I had to read it it was really good and the vanishing half is also really good it's just a lot it's a lot it is a lot yeah it's it's a lot all right so should we do our spoiler break let's do our spoiler break all right warning (laughs) Claire's always very intense about the the warnings spoiler break she's like like, get out now if you haven't turn this this off Okay, so for the remainder of the episode, we will be discussing the book in its entirety. Mm -hmm. There will be spoilers. If you don't want spoilers, this is your sign to hit stop and come back after you finish the book. All right, in three, two, one... Okay. okay, so we're going to do kind of a new thing um, where we're just going to summarize the book um, in case you are a person who has not read the book, but you still want to listen to the episode. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and summarize this book. Oh my God, I'm so excited. Okay, let's do it. All right, so Desiree and Stella are twin girls living in Mallard, Louisiana. This town is really tight-knit. But in a stunning act of colorism, it's only for light-skinned black people. After Stella and Desiree witness the lynching of their father, they run away to New Orleans at the age of 16. So in New Orleans, the previously inseparable twins splinter. Ugh, it's so sad. Stella vanishes one day to be a white woman, and Desiree marries a dark-skinned man who is awful. He abuses her. He's so awful. We'll get to that. Yes. So fed up with the abuse, Desiree runs away with her daughter, Jude, to Mallard. So Mallard is pretty astonished that one of the lost twins has returned, but they are repulsed by Desiree's daughter, Jude, who is dark-skinned. So you can imagine that a town whose entire personality is we are light-skinned treats Jude pretty bad. Mm -hmm. Eventually, Jude gets a track scholarship to UCLA, and she moves out there, vowing to never return to Mallard. And honestly, I don't blame her for that. Like, good riddance, you never. Um, In California, Jude meets Reese, a transgender photographer, and they fall in love. Um, Mm. I love them. (laughs) We're big fans of Jude and Reese. (laughs) Jude gets a a catering job to help pay for Reese's breast removal surgery. And at one of the catering parties, Jude sees Stella. So Stella is the long-lost twin. Yep. Um, so she's been totally vanished for decades, and Jude only knows who Stella is because she looks just like her own mom, Desiree. Mm-hmm. So from there, we get to meet Stella, who is living a shell of a life mm-hmm. as a white woman in a fancy suburban L.A. neighborhood. Shout out to Brentwood. <sighs> When we meet her, she is vocally opposing a black family moving into this neighborhood. 
To her neighbor, she appears to be the perfect white woman protecting the neighborhood, but really, she just doesn't want the new Black family to see her and out her as Black. So the family moves in anyway, and Stella and her young daughter, Kennedy, actually end up striking up a friendship. And the new neighbor's wife, this is Loretta Walker, Mm -hmm. and her own daughter, they all kind of become like a fearsome foursome. Yeah. So... Stella ultimately betrays the Walker family and causes them to leave the neighborhood to avoid violence. We will get to that a little later. Just terrible. So let's fast forward a few years and Jude has somewhat befriended Kennedy. Now Kennedy is Stella's daughter. Mm -hmm. Kennedy is a vapid, self-centered, very rich, aspiring actress. And Jude deliberately gets a job at the theater where Kennedy, Kennedy is performing a musical because she wants to be closer to her to get info on Stella. Ultimately, Kennedy and Jude have a falling out, and Jude reveals to Kennedy that they are cousins. Jude also confronts Stella at one of Kennedy's shows, and Stella dismisses Jude entirely. In fact, Jude makes Stella really paranoid, and she starts spiraling, which ultimately leads her to return to Mallard to tell Desiree to make Jude essentially stop talking to her. Yeah, which, like, like how self-absorbed can you be? Right. It's not like, hi, I'm back, let's be sisters. It's right. like, please call off your daughter. Yeah, as if. So rude. Oh, Stella. Okay, we're going to get to Stella more later. So, okay, this book tackles a lot. So I'm, you know, I'm tired. But yeah. basically the rest of the book are the main characters reckoning with their choices. So Stella and Desiree do end up reuniting, but it's only really just for one night. So mm-hmm. Stella can tell her to, like, yeah. Call off Jude. And then Jude and Reese end up together, our favorites. Such Kennedy a good story. sort of floats through life. She's in a soap opera for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, she just sort of lives off of her parents' money. And then the book kind of ends. You know, it just it doesn't have a tidy ending. Yeah. And that's that. So that's let's fair. talk about what we liked. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> I I really like this book. So I liked it when yeah. I first read it, and I liked it this reread. Mm-hmm. Maybe more than when I first read it. Agreed. Um, it was just, I feel like Bennett does such a good job about writing, focusing on a character or relationship story mm-hmm. and going from there. Like Jude and Reese's love story is so beautifully written and touches on a few different topics, you know, like passing, whatever, colorism, transgender, yep. queer relationships without making you feel like she's checking items off a list like okay i have a trans character check i have a dark-skinned character check so it doesn't make you feel like she's consciously thinking about themes as she's writing true that's such a good point i didn't even think about that but you're so right because she takes on a lot in this book but it does not feel performative it doesn't feel performative yes that's so true so i loved her her writing too and i loved her circular writing style like Mm -hmm. she would we would be in one moment and then she would just sort of seamlessly segue to the past or like move forward five years yeah i really did like reading it again I remember feeling kind of unsatisfied by the ending the first time I read it, and that yeah. tainted how I felt about the whole book. But I underappreciated how beautifully the writing, yeah. like, and the storytelling. Yeah. And now I like your point about how the book tackles a lot, but it's not weird. Yeah, it doesn't feel like a book report, no. which some books feel uh, like that. Yes, some books but- do. Yeah, I think her writing about belonging and like finding your communities mm-hmm. and finding your people yeah. is just so it's so well done. It's so and just well how done. you like learn to accept yourself as others accept you and 
I I just love that. So yeah. hard agree. Can we talk about what we what we didn't like? Yes. All right. Should I go first? Yeah, you can go first. <sighs> okay. So I okay. So I think what I kind of appreciated but didn't love was I do feel like the book it takes on a lot and perhaps it takes on so much that it feels a bit fragmented. Like, for example, I would have loved a book kind of about Jude's whole experience in Mallard and then how that shaped her leaving and how that shaped her perception of herself. Like, there were so many just rich sub-stories that we didn't get to examine at all because the book took on so much, Um, you know, and... Even though, yeah, I think maybe the only person I wouldn't want to have heard more from is Miss Stella. Stella. But, you know, even Desiree and like what it felt, more like what it felt like to return to Mallard. After and stay. Leaving and staying. Yeah. And then her relationship with... Early. Early. Oh, we love. We love Early. Oh. I do think that there was a lot of things that Bennett left to the reader's interpretation and reading mm-hmm. between the lines. Mm-hmm. And that sometimes feels good, but... At a lot of times during this book, I was just like, I wish it were longer. I wish it was more than whatever, 350 pages or however Mm -hmm. long it was because there is so, yeah, like you said, there are so many rich characters and rich stories that I could have read so much more about them without necessarily leaving it all up to my imagination. Yes. Like Reese and Jude in Minnesota. You know what I mean? Um, How he started becoming a more prolific photographer. Um, Yeah, I mean, this could have been a seven-part, like, series. I would have been fine with that. Where we got to see every vignette, like, all of the sub-stories. Yes. Like, maybe this could be the intro, and then she does, like, spin-offs with everyone. Exactly. Because there was a lot here. There was a lot here. And I needed more. I needed more. I would have been fine with, like, a Russian literature style length. You know what I mean? Let's introduce... If we're going to introduce these many characters... And have them be not just secondary, but pretty main characters. Because we have, like, four main characters, kind of. Mm-hmm, Stella, mm-hmm. Desiree, Jude, and, and Kennedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Reese. And Re- yeah, no, I but put Reese it, is yeah. Like, he is, we, he's a primary character in our hearts. You bet you're right. But I think he, I think Bennett intended for him to be a secondary character. <laughs> you're right. We're like, he's the main character. This book is about him. <laughs> but I feel like it, it could have been longer. It could have been longer. Or just more. Like, we could have or more. part two. Yeah, Brett Bennett. Just yeah. Still. You know, just, why don't you just go back and write six more write Vanishing six Halves? More. Yeah. From everyone's perspective. I would be so fine with We that. don't need a Stella one, but we could be we, fine with we'll everyone. We'll take one. Yeah, we'll take one. If it's necessary, oh, we'll take one. We'll, we'll plow through it. We'll take one for the team. <laughs> All right, we have to get to my favorite part. Kiss, Mary, Kel. Oh my God, I'm so excited. Okay, <laughs> you go first. All right, so I'm going to kiss Reese. Yes. This one was hard because, you know, I just love Reese and Jude, but I think I'm going to kiss Reese, to your point, because he is secondary. Oh. Even though I hate to say it. Saying it out loud feels like a betrayal. It feels wrong. It does. It does. Okay, and then I'm marrying Jude. Mm-hmm. She's okay. just, I love. She's very chill. Jude. And I just felt, I felt like she stole the book for me. Because okay. I know the book was supposed to be about the, the, the twins, twins. But I can't imagine her experience in Mallard. And then she was still awesome. Like she Agreed. wasn't bitter. She was so kind and like just 
I I loved her. I agree. Uh, yeah. And to that point, it's just like we could have read so much more about yeah. Jude's experience in Mallard. So much. I wanted to know more. I mean, I can't imagine. I remember when Desiree was dropping her off at school. Mm-hmm. And everyone's staring at her. Like that day must have been excruciating. Like traumatic. And fully traumatic. Every day after that. Yes. Because people just got used to her presence, but they didn't really tolerate her. No. They didn't really welcome her into the At fold. Like, she all. was always an outsider. Yeah, Jude. But she was just still so kind. Yeah. And it, it, that experience didn't make her bitter the way that it did Stella. Yes. You know, it just, it made, it, it, she was still giving and open to love. And I, I'm going to marry her. She's okay. the best. That's fair. Who's um, your kill? Oh, I'm killing Stella. Oh. Yeah, listen, Stella. like, okay, I don't want anyone to be like, oh, how dare you? Because I understand some of her insufferable mm-hmm. behavior was yeah. driven by fear, but a lot of it was just awful. She was not a good person. She just wasn't a good person. And we talk about this a lot, just mm-hmm. personally, but, you know, in passing, we have Claire, yeah. who is the Stella character, yeah. and she's not awful. She's not It's awful. possible to not be awful. Yeah. Um, so I'm sorry. That was a rant. No, it's true. But it's, it's true. All right. Who's I your think, kiss Mary? Okay. <laughs> I think I'm kissing Kennedy. Okay. Just because okay. she's so she's so messy. We I'm love so Kennedy. it's so interesting to me how a character can be so self-absorbed and so messy. She, she is sloppy. everything about her. Even as she gets older, she doesn't lose that messiness. Mm-mm. And I'm just like, girly girl. You would think that maturity would come to you at some point, but it doesn't. No. So that that's my kiss. And then for I, I would marry Reese, honestly. Honestly, because he's perfect. He is perfect. I feel like we always find like this this is our marks. He for is the vanishing half. Honestly. Okay. Killing. I understand the Stella okay, a bit all. I didn't... But I think I I think I would kill Desiree's husband. Oh, the first Sam. one. The oh. first one. Well, she never married early. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So no, a, you're right. Because they never divorced. Mm-hmm. She just ran away from DC. So I guess she couldn't have married mm-hmm. early mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. of bigamy not being a thing yeah. anymore. Sam was terrible. He was awful. And he just traumatized Desiree yeah. for a hot minute. Yeah. And deprived Jude of like a father figure or a father not a father figure because early was out for him for her so he was terrible you're so right and also though that's another character that despite him being only in a fraction of the book yeah they explain like they give him nuance I know which is very impressive it's very impressive because it's just like it's hard to almost understand a character like that because you just want to hate him. Yes. You know, this is an abusive man yes. who inspires fear in his wife and child. But you look at the context and you're just like, okay, he's terrible. He's awful. It's inexcusable, but it's they inexcusable. give him color. They, Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a good kill. I've had forgotten about him. I know. He was early on in the book. So mm-hmm. honestly, in my first read, I had I had forgotten about early. I'd forgotten about Sam. 
all of these people. And they all are rich, really yes. well-written characters, but there's just so many of them. There's, you forget. Yes. So yeah. that that's my Kiss, Mary Kill. Oh, my gosh. But all right. Let's talk about moments that made us gasp. I There were many. There were, there were many. many. What was yours, though? Okay. So, all right. I have a part. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was when Stella, who lives rent-free in my head, I'm like, really? I need to tone it down. Um, okay. So- all right. As the reader, you know that Stella is really highly shaped by witnessing her father's lynching. Yeah. That And then her father was lynched because somebody lied about him. They yeah. said that he wrote a letter. He So he got hired okay. over some other white men for a job. Right? right? I think that's what yes. it was because he like gave a lower budget proposal or something. Yes. It was something very prosaic. Exactly. A ridiculous reason. And then there was like somebody had uh, material. One of them, the men who lynched him, yeah. had something that said that he wrote it, that Stella's father wrote it, but mm. he was illiterate. He could yeah. not read or write. Yes. Um, anyway, but obviously her father is really brutally murdered yeah um so later in the book the walkers a black family moved to this fancy neighborhood yeah stella is the one who's very vocal about them not moving in they move in anyway stella initiates a whole relationship with the wife enough to make the family feel safe around her Mm -hmm. to the point where the husband reginald helps stella with groceries yeah he walks the groceries in she says they don't even speak yeah they don't like exchange she's just like there you go and he is essentially gives her a favor yeah then later she tells her card-playing white ladies yeah. that Reginald made her feel uncomfortable. Yeah. She's like, I just don't like the way he looks at me sometimes. When she knows the implications of a statement like that, because that's how her father was killed, is somebody making something up. And then the family, the Walker family, faces violence. Yeah. Someone throws a brick through their window yeah. and it injures their daughter. Their daughter. They end yeah. up having to leave. And that part killed me because she knew, Stella knew the implications of that statement could be deadly. Deadly. And she did it anyway to somebody that she sought out a friendship with. Like she could have just ignored the walkers. Mm -hmm. Yes. And she didn't. She's like, let's be besties. And then I'm going to betray you in the worst possible way. Yeah. And like besties in secret, right? Because she didn't want anyone else to know that she was friends with Loretta. And... This was such a painful part of the book to read because, like, you try to understand Stella and her motivations, but she caused so much hurt and and pain to this family when, again, she didn't have to. She could have just never interacted with them. And then I was really disturbed by, as the fam, the walkers are leaving, Mm -hmm. she has this weird fantasy where um, Loretta forgives her. Yeah. She's like, I imagine her being like, it's okay. I understand why you did that. As she's watching this family leave in like the cover of night. Because of something that she did, honestly. That she did. Like obviously the rest of the neighborhood wasn't very accepting, but this was was the the catalyst. Yes. Yeah. Was her lie. It's easy to understand Stella's fears, right? Of being discovered and outed. But... She took it too far. She took it so far. And it's just, there are characters who suffer alone, and there are characters who suffer and bring their suffering to everyone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was Stella a misery spreader. a ladder 
mm-hmm. kind of sufferer. She is not. She brings everyone down with her. She does. Oh, Stella. Because it's also like, okay, we've talked about this, but what what would Blake even have done, right? Her husband, Ooh, yeah. if he had found out I know. that she was passing, mm-hmm. that he was secretly married to a black woman. Well, because he won't, we don't actually get a lot from we Blake. Don't. We don't get a lot from him other than he is embarrassed by Stella's vocal opposition. Yeah. And like, apparently she's really mean to black people when yeah. at, you know, servers. Yeah. And he is ashamed of that. Which is different from passing, yeah. where the husband is very, very bigoted, very racist, very, very openly awful, yeah. and you can understand why Claire, the uh, you know the woman who's passing and in passing, passing, yeah, is horrified, terrified because mm-hmm. her husband's so awful, yeah. And I don't get that same vibe from Stella's husband. No, he does. He has the aura of like that kind of white liberal that's just like oh. I voted. I would have voted for Obama a third time. Oh, yeah. That, he, that's yeah. the vibe that he gives off. And it's just in like the 60s, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just like, I don't know how much of his acceptance and tolerance is performative. Yes. Yes. And like posturing and how much he would have absolutely freaked out if he had found out. I wanted that moment. I really yeah. did want him to eventually find out so we could know because I don't know. We don't and he know. also came off as kind of dumb. He came off as very bland. Yes. Very bland. But you mentioned this, that he was kind of rebelling by marrying Stella, Mm -hmm. right? Because he could have married. So he went to Yale. His father was like a bank executive, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. He came from a very wealthy family. Exactly. And Stella, he didn't know she was black, but he knew that she was poor, right? That she came from very humble beginnings. Mm -hmm. And, you know, her quote unquote family had died and she was alone in the world. Mm -hmm. So he rebelled by doing that, by marrying her. Mm -hmm. But how far would would he have taken that rebellion? That is something that we were wondering. So maybe Stella's spinoff book can be about that. Yeah. Him finding out. Him finding out. Because he also just, she becomes a math professor. She right? does. I think that's actually so interesting. It that is. was one of the more interesting character developments for Stella. Yeah. Because she was really, really smart. Awful yeah. and smart. Awful and smart. Yeah. What a combo. Oh my gosh. All right. What part made you gasp? Honestly, no, that. I think that's, yeah. I mean, it was just, it was, it was impossible to read. I was so mad. It was hard. It was hard. Like, because everything else, I feel like, there were moments that were meant to be shocks, right? Like when Jude sees Stella wearing mm-hmm. her little mink coat and drops the bottle of wine in shock. But it was like, obviously, they were eventually going to coincide. Like right. they were in the same city, you know. So all the things. All of the things. So this was, for me, also. It was the, awful. It was, it was so sad to read because it's just, yeah, you know. Hurt people, hurt oh people, my God. but to I the max. I was max. literally just, just thinking that. Oh, yeah. I was. Okay, so we got to cast this. This is a new thing we're doing. We're very excited. We're going to be casting yeah. our own movies. We And they are turning The Vanishing Half into a series. See? HBO is doing this. Okay, so HBO, if you're listening, we Listen have it casted. All right, so... All right, here are mine. Um, so for Stella and Desiree, it's, I'm having it be the parent trap method where one yeah. actress plays both people. Oh, of course. You know, okay. So for the older one, okay, both of mine are so generic, but these no, are- but they're good. Okay. So Rashida Jones for the elder tw- mm-hmm. twins, and then Zendaya for the younger one, just because I'm obsessed with her. We love Zendaya. We love Zendaya. She's so special. She is. I She's mean, one of a kind. 
she, okay, I don't want to go down too much of a road with my Zendaya obsession. So for Kennedy, I'm doing Tori Kelly, because if you didn't know, Tori Kelly, the singer of our time, is her father is of Jamaican, Trinidadian, and Puerto Rican ancestry. And her mother, Laura, is Irish and German. So she is mixed. So I had no idea. Yeah. I had no idea. I That's thought she, she was like sings, fully. So. I, she's such a good singer. I mean, she's. It's, we talked about this. If you're earlier. not familiar somehow with oh Tori Kelly, God. she's the voice of, an, of the elephant in Sing. Oh. She's the voice of an angel. She's the voice of an elephant. <laughs> I was thrown off for a quick second, but yes, she is the voice of the sing elephant. <laughs> yeah, and sing. Sing one and two. Okay, so for Jude, Coco Jones. I love her. Yeah. She's up and coming. And then Reese. Okay, here's the thing. I might get canceled just a teensy, tiny bit because I'm no. a little bit white- whitewashing him. But, okay. Laith Ashley. Mm-hmm. He is a Dominican transgender model, and he's exactly the way I pictured Reese. Yeah. But Reese is supposed to be black. Is he actually? Okay. Did so, you look this up? I did. Okay. Because I, he was definitely not white. Yes. As I read him, but I was just, I wasn't sure. Yeah, I looked it up because, um, you know, at the bar when Jude finally reveals to Kennedy that oh, they're related. Yes. And Kennedy like, says, your men. Your men. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. Like, okay. Yes. yes. Okay. Um, so he is supposed to be black, but in my mind, he was Dominican. I don't know why. I just, per- you know, like, I yeah. don't know. He was just... Dominican yeah. from Arkansas. I know. Which is know. where he's from. <laughs> I don't know why. Huge Dominican community. <laughs> I don't know why, but that was who? But him. In Little Rock. <laughs> yeah. I know. <laughs> that's right. okay. So. Um, that's a good cast. I co-sign. Okay. Yay. I co-sign it all. But is it time yeah, to we discuss? Have... We got to. Goodreads rating. It's time. Da, 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 da. Oh, my God. Okay. I think I'm okay with this one. So... 4.17. Mm-hmm. Mm. I think that's actually fair. I mean, to our points earlier, this book does a lot. It does a lot. It doesn't do a lot in a bad way. It does a lot, though, where it leaves you wanting more in a way that's not satisfying. I agree. It doesn't end, you said this, it doesn't end in a particularly tidy way. It mm-hmm. just kind of fizzes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're just like, okay, well, this is what happened. So this is where we're leaving off our characters. Yeah. And You're I'm just... okay with a cliffhanger, but this mm-hmm. wasn't even a cliffhanger. No. It was just, I've run out of, I'm, I've run out of steam. Yeah. Well, so at the end, their mother dies, right? Yeah. Like Adele mm-hmm. Vigna dies. And that kind of ends the story because mm-hmm. that's where it all started. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I that's I, true. They all are all back at in Mallard for her back in Mallard funeral. Does Kennedy go? Kennedy does not. She doesn't. Right. She's like off doing her soap opera. Oh, so true. Um, so true. Yeah, but Jude calls her, and they like have become friends. They have. They yeah. still talk. Friendly. Yeah. Yes. Even yeah. though she's still kind of like. Still, to your she's point. She's awful. Still kind of awful. She's awful. She's that very selfish friend that you have that you call to like, oh, let's see what Kennedy's doing now. And you like tell your friends about it. Just like, oh, I talked to Kennedy today. Guess what she said? Yeah, she leaves you feeling worse after every interaction. Exactly. But you just can't let it go. You can't let it go. Wait, what did you rate it? Oh, gosh. I think I would have rated it about the same. Not because, and I loved the book, and I actually loved it way more reading it a second time. Mm-hmm. But I still get hung up on 
I needed it to do less or I need seven books. I agree. Yeah. I did I did give this five stars when I read it oh, in 2020. You. You, are, you are just I'm a generous Goodreads you reader. Are. Everything is five stars. To, no, not every well, everything we've read so far except obviously yeah. Evelyn Hugo. Hugo. No. But yeah, this was a five stars read for me when I read it originally and now maybe slightly mm, no, I think I would still give it five stars. I think that's totally fair. And it read so well. You I mean, the I mean? writing is yeah. immaculate. It's good. It's good writing. It is. Uh, but but can we also enlist five-star reviews? Since we're just talking oh about five-star reviews, if you want to give us a five-star review, mm-hmm. you can. You can do that. That is available to you. And you actually don't have to mention our vocal fry when you no, review no. us. No. You can. But you don't have it's to. not it's not a requirement. That's not we what notice, you're rating. Yeah, we notice that some of you consider it a requirement. But you don't need to. <laughs> you can just pretend you don't hear oh, it. Oh man. 